Hi, Fidelio, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> it's nice to see you. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing awesome on this Friday. Big thing, capes and cows. Superman. Everybody knew who it was a couple weeks ago. Nobody knows nothing. There's a new front runner. I think it's BS, but nonetheless, it's out there. Superman, followed up by Batman. Well, the Batman got pushed back. Why? Because of the writer's strike. Everything's getting pushed back. But we'll talk about that, how much of an impact it's going to have. Speaking of Batman, Michael Keaton, we know he's going to be in The Flash. Well, there was going to be no Flash if Michael Keaton said no. Did that make sense? That's, that's, that was what they said. Andy Muschietti obviously directed The Flash. So he was talking about how The Flash actually honors the, um, the Snyderverse. So we'll talk about that. And not the Snyderverse, but the Spiderverse. That's coming out this week. We're going to do a little preview to that. We're also going to talk about the high Rotten Tomatoes score and how we think it's going to do overall, overall box office. No spoilers on this one. We'll do a full spoiler episode on Monday about that, uh, that movie. Brand new to this channel? We'll show a little, will you? Just announce. Hit that button. Subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to get to 100K. Hope that you will join us. And I hope you join us in New York, baby. That's right. New York, live, June 23rd. Let's do it. Come out and see us. Double toasted. Me and Mark Ellis, Brett, Jen, Kate. Be there, be square. Cool. All right, let's do it, everybody. It's the big thing. Capes and cows. Me, Winston, Coy. Cool. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Capes and cows. Myself. Coy. Winston. And we are back, everybody. Nice to see everybody here today. On oh, shit. Wait, go happened? back to that. What happened? You look good. Cut's good. Wait, hold on. We got up between last week, right? Looks good. Look at it. Ooh. It looks good. What's funny Miles wishes he was me. Well, I was uh, watching that. I was watching one of your, your news videos, and I was like, wait a minute. That's not current. It doesn't have a haircut. Then I saw you at the screening. And I said, Did you have it at the screening? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the haircut last Friday. Right. Uh-oh. I got a quick story. All oh, right, so uh, my I have a new barber, and so the barber the- of Seville. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give me one of those shows today. I can feel it. So this is the, this is the, this is uh, my sister's best friend. His barber cut our hair at uh, my sister's wedding. So I was like, oh, this guy did a really good job. I'm gonna go to his his place. We pull up, and I get there, and there is. One place right here that's r- ground floor, and another one that is thirty straight narrow stairs up. And I'm like, "Please, Black Jesus, let it be the one over <laughs> here that I could just crutch two feet." No, no, no. no. It was the thirty stairs. It was the thousand percent the thirty stairs. And I think I have a photo of what it looked like when you finished because I had to twist it out afterwards. I came out looking like uh, uh, like a, a Japanese anime like pompadour haircut where it was like kind of poofed and rounded out. And did you get upset when it didn't stay like that? Well, no, no, no. I didn't <laughs> want it to stay like that. I just. This is how you know someone loves you is because as I'm about to leave and I need help getting down the stairs because there's so many stairs. If she I fall, that's right a wrap. Kristen's waiting. She comes in. She goes, baby, do you need help? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, she thinks she, didn't, she didn't BS it. Right. But like, this is fine. She's used to this. I, this yeah. is the, the the style that I was going for. But like the way I'll, I'll show you the photo. Hold Please. on. You just text Jesus it. We'll put, text, text it. We'll text put it up right now. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So we're lucky enough to. Uh, it was a great story. But a great story is always followed by 
great evidence receipts, oh, bro. Like I, like I literally look like I'm about to host like a fight in the 70s. You look like a cowboy bebop extra. You look like you should be part of a house party. It's, oh, he does. Dude. Amazing. Thank really you, beauty. Nice work. Well, thank you. That didn't take long at all. Um, <laughs> so we, got, we, got a lot, we got a lot to talk about here, everybody. There's some good news. There's some good news going on. Not, I don't know if it's good news, but it's good news for us to talk about. Let's start with this. I guess this is good news, man. Miles Morales. Looks like he's going to get a live action move eye. This is the news, again, from Comic Book Movie. This is a big news for Miles Morales fans as Sony Pictures' Amy Pascal has officially announced that a live action movie featuring Brooklyn's finest wall crawler is now in the works. So there's some big news for Spidey fans as Variety's gotten a wind of a couple of significant updates for several planned projects during last night's Spider Man Across the Spider Verse premiere. Amy Pascal has confirmed that a fourth Spider-Man movie featuring Tom Holland's take on the wall crawler have stalled because of the writer's strike. And she says, are we going to make another movie? Of course we are. We're in the process, but the writer's strike, nobody's working during the strike. We're all being supportive, and whenever they get themselves together, we'll get started. Perhaps more interestingly was a, was a following announcement. Pascal announced that Miles Morales live action is in development. You'll see all of it. It's all happening. So she's asked about the prospect of Miles making the jump to live action sooner than you expect. Now, said, why did she say he didn't clarify? Uh, the producer, Avia Rod, also oh, added oh, Spider-Woman. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Mm-hmm. They didn't clarify this is the Olivia Wilde live action film that was announced some time ago, yada, yada, yada. Haley Steinfeld, who voices Gwen, is certainly up for reprising the role in any form it may take. This is my dream job. Sign me over again and again. And, okay, so it looks like they're going to, with the success of, of this movie and how, and, and not only just, financially how this movie has done the first one and how it's this one's tracking pretty big and the reviews have been pretty good and it looks like the third one the fact that they filmed them back to back and it's going to be one continuous movie well that's what i heard is that the 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 way that they broke um and you know no spoilers in this discussion but it is very much ends on a cliffhanger it was because it was a four-hour movie and they're Mm -hmm. like yeah nah we can't do that break it up into two Mm -hmm. yeah because this is like two hour and 20 minutes alone this movie and i'm hoping the next one's about the same because they had the extra time because the delays i I, you know with with the push and then there was a secondary push i hope they allowed it to grow into two movies as opposed to being a movie cut in half, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, sure. Like one is like two twenty-five, and the other one's just an hour and fifteen. It feel yeah, off. I, you know? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's going to be a, a complete saga. But I think what they found inside of that, and again, we'll go more into depth on the spoilers. But like, this is a solid story, solid defined characters, a solid universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think that it does lend itself with just certain things that they throw in here to a live action. And to now, it in, in speaking of even the Haley, Haley Steinfeld. First of all, she looks nothing like the character, but that doesn't mean you can't change it up at all. But she, I still think, I don't know. Is she, I don't think they'll cast the live I action. Think so I, I don't think I don't they'll think use they the should. voice actors for yeah, live I, action. I, I think they need to, because I, 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 we were talking about this off camera beforehand. That Shamik Moore uh, did a Breakfast Club interview, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, I expect at least a phone call that we, that, that I need to be the first to, to, to run it by. And if it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. And I think that that's fair. I think that both. Even a role, maybe not Miles, but even a role. Right. But I, absolutely. Like, I, I definitely think that, because, like, you can make Shamik um, uh, go Prowler. Yeah, it can I mean, be, if, it can if, be if, Aaron Davis. If, if you're yeah. not, if you're not going to have well, Donald no, Glover, but but that was the thing. It depends on what they're doing. If this Miles is directly tied to Tom, then that is the Prowler in that verse. But it right. would technically be different if it's not it's the same universe. So it just That's depends. Um, 
But I mean, I think that you both a should definitely find a way to include them in whatever live action mm-hmm. stuff you do going forward. But I also think they should at least get the first phone call. I just think they're both too old because I think Haley's also around twenty nine, isn't she? Haley's yeah, she's got to be. I mean, I don't know if she's twenty. She's definitely. Let's see, how old is she? She was in Pitch Perfect, and I want to say she was in her twenties. Hey, how old is Haley Steinfeld? Twenty-six. Okay. 26. Okay. Okay. So, but but either way, you're supposed to be potentially playing like fifteen-year-olds. Like you, I think you you don't necessarily. Well, but it also depends. Well, look, this is the other. We also don't know where it's going to land in the True. timeline because True. like because they could the third movie could uh, you know depending on where it is. He's a sophomore in high school in the second mm-hmm. movie. Maybe he's a, getting to becoming a junior in the third, whatever. But by the time we get to a live action. Maybe it's years later. Yeah. Maybe he's already, you know, whatever it might be, wherever the story particularly goes, it could be years later, or they could tie it into Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the other question is that Sony has been pretty bad with making good movies. I shouldn't say successful without Marvel. No, wait, wait, what about the first Spider-Verse? Before the first Spider-Verse. Mm. And then Spider-Verse comes in, and then this one comes in. They have Lord Miller producing and then they start to get maybe a little too confident is the question, or maybe not. And they go, do we need Marvel? Do we need Marvel Studios? Or do they team up with Marvel Studios and create that that Tom Holland connection with Miles? I got you. I'll tell you what they what they need. Because, because yes, technically the, the home trilogy was so, were Sony films, but that very clearly had a lot of MCU influence mm-hmm. involved in that. I think you need Lord and Miller. If That's you what I'm de- saying. If, yeah. you decide, if you decide to let them be the Feige of your Spider Verse, right. yeah, I think that would work. Well, and man, they yeah. love these characters. Like they love them so much that right. I would love to see them with just that set of characters. And there's so many Spider Men, you can do a whole universe of the Spider Verse. And and I wouldn't be surprised if we see how Madam Web ties into things and Craven makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. And you've got one overarching thing. And if they could run it like Kevin Feige, we'd be in very good hands because I mean they they brought in uh, there's an artist I love named Rick Leonardi who designed Spider Man 2099 one of my favorite Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's in the movie. That's not a spoiler. He's, he's Oscar Isaac. But the artist, Rick Leonardi, was brought on himself to teach the animators how to draw in his style for the duration of, of his scenes. Yeah. And that's the hand-on thing that only Lord and Miller would do. They brought on the comic guy to train the animators. That's very specific to the way they see things. And that feels like a very Kevin Feige thing of right. like, let's make this as accurate as it can. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so where you say, like I said, they, were, they couldn't, like, like they, they were successful financially with Venom. Right, and they did some stuff, but they, they their movies that they were trying to do, whether it was Morbius or anything, it just what you weren't finding the success with it. So until they Lord and Miller, who have a good lock on this and know how to kind of put it together, because they didn't direct either one of these things, they produced mm-hmm. it. So in order to they didn't direct this, no, they didn't no. direct either one. There's three directors. Yeah, they didn't direct. They produced. Wow. Um, yeah, but huh. but the fact that you know that very thing is that if Amy Pascal then says, "Look, we've had this deal with Marvel." It was everything was working with the Holland ones. We have a deal. Maybe let's not tie ourselves to Marvel on this one. We can maybe have cameos from some of those people if we need them, if they want to lend it in. But we don't need them, and now we let Lord Miller run this thing. I would say their best bet because you've already like again no spoilers. But as you get further into the Spider Verse for this film, you'll see what connections they allude to and whatnot. I think it's a situation where it would behoove Sony because it's only going to further build out their IP. Give the MCU whatever they want Spider-Man wise. If they if they they you already let Holland is essentially the MCU Spider-Man. If you want to give them somebody to be the MCU Morales or whatever the hell, then that's fine and let them cook however they want, but then continue to do your thing. Like let have your cake and eat it too. I think yeah. would only b- benefit Sony. 
honestly, but that's it, me. Of course, but they haven't made those decisions as always have always done that though in the sure. past. I would love to see Lord and Miller been some way responsible for even Tom Holland Spider Man Four. I, like the way they love the character, I would love to see how they would handle like a live action because they're clearly very successful there as well. Like Twenty One Jump Street's great. So Cloudy the Chance yeah. of Meatballs is great in the animation side. Like they, they do both well. Solo. Have they missed? I want that movie more than the Ron one, man. Can yeah. you imagine that? That's my Snyder cut. So cur- the Lord so and Miller Solo. I wonder which which what stuff they actually kept in from their cut because it doesn't to- feel like either director's movie. I'm just I think have Lord and Miller missed? I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, and, and like some, producing wise, yeah, either no, so that is stuff that they put out. No, I, I don't think there's a single Lord and Miller experience that I've had negatively because like 21 Jump Street's great, 21, 22 Jump Street surprised me that it could keep up sure, with that yeah, weird true. tone. Uh, Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs, Lego, Lego movie, yeah. um, uh-huh. the Cocaine Bear they produced and got got moving. Like they're they're the right. vo- that was big boys finding. I yeah. didn't love that movie though. But like the the, the tone was so yeah. unique it's to it, but them. It, but it made money. Yeah, it was successful. It's not it's not a miss. Yeah, no, they're they're killing extreme movie. I've never really heard of that. I know but, what that is. But uh, but yeah, wow. So I'd love to see them like become the Feige. I like that idea. It's a possibility. We'll see. So the question is for you guys: What do you think as far? What they said is sooner than later is the other thing. I think that we will probably get more answers as the third one comes out. And Koi pointed this out earlier that I guess that. Spider-Verse Part 3 comes out in, um, in, March. in March. And it's called Beyond the Spider-Verse, which sounds a lot like maybe it could start some things beyond yeah. the Spider-Verse. Well, that, <laughs> like, it sounds yeah. like, you know, that could be a launch. If she says sooner than you expect, the end of that movie, what does that mean for this world if it's beyond it? Right. So, Madam Web is literally a character that ties realities together. How does Craven? So I think Craven is going to be it's the first R-rated uh Sony Marvel movie uh, like Spider-Man movie okay. it's R-rated. So I think that's going to be a test run to maybe do an R-rated Venom to do more harder R things because if you look at the the universe choices they've made they're all on the horror mm. side Morbius? Venom Morbius PG-13. Okay. So I think Craven's going to be a good test Trash. run and that might turn into you know what? You know what? But I think it might turn into like them seeing what they can do with harder stuff. Yeah, interesting. All right, what do you guys think? Is this uh is this going to be Something they rush out? Is it going to be something that works? Should Lord and Miller be involved, or should they say no thanks? Uh, go ahead and comment. Please let us know. It helps out the show tremendously, so please go ahead and do that. You know what else helps out the show? Athletic Greens and Rumple, baby. It helps out all the time. I love it. I love both of them, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about them right now. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day, and you know it's true. I've been telling you guys about it for, God, it's coming up on two years now, man. All right, year and a half. I give AG1 a try because Brett kept telling me about it. He's like, this is really good. You got to try it. And I did. And I love it. And I was like, it's green, but it's delicious. It really is delicious. You'd be surprised. That's what I get from everybody. He's like, you're right. It tastes really good. And you can get better gut health and get increased energy, immune system support, all of it. And I'm not a vitamins guy. I didn't like taking a whole bunch of vitamins. Now I just take AG1. I put it in the water bottle. I shake it up. Done. And it just makes me feel ready to go. I'm approaching that day. I'm taking it. And I'm ready to live. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's part of my routine. It's delivered to me every month. It's been very easy. You make it a daily habit. With AG1, you take care of your body, and it's just that simple. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out. Tell me that you've checked it. I That's the one. I see it all the time. Finally starting AG1 today. Finally starting it. Finally starting it. Love it, love it, love it. Tell me and tag me and tag them and tell them that you found them from us. Link in the description. Rumple, 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 rumple. I love rumple. I love rumple. I really do. I love rumple. 
I've been telling you guys about Rumpel, and you know I love Rumpel because I talk about them all the damn time. It's on them. They're they're amazing. They're so good, and it's such a great blanket for a lot of different reasons. Like oh, I don't need a blanket to go camping. They don't get one for camping. Get one for being on the couch and snuggling up. They do every, They do everything. And what's so great about them is that they're made with durable, sustainable materials, and they're built to last. Rumpel recycles over five million plastic water bottles a year. They are B Corp certified, climate neutral, and they donate one percent of all their sales to environmental causes. The original puffy blanket for them is their number one bestseller, and they have over a million of them sold. But they have over 135 unique designs. There really is a blanket for everyone. They're not just for outdoors, as I mentioned. You can watch a movie with them. You can kick back in bed, or you can even bring them to the movie theater with you. Rumpel also has a huge selection of indoor styles, like their cozy hemp, their fleece, their Sherpa blankets made with responsibility-sourced materials, super cozy, and perfect to keep on hand in your living room or refresh your bedding. So listeners of mine, go to rumple.com slash the big thing and use that code the big thing at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Rumple.com slash the big thing, code the big thing. The link is in the description. Thank you, Athletic Greens. Thank you to Rumple. If you haven't tried our sponsor, I just got a comment yesterday from somebody somebody said, just started uh, Athletic Greens because of you. Love it, having a great time with it, have my energy going up. So please let me know when you do that. And same thing with Rumple. I got Kalinowski uh, <laughs> snuggling up with Shannon uh, in the Rumple blanket uh, and in the couch. And you can do that on the couch. You can do it in the uh, at, at a park. Whatever you want. The, the Rumple blanket is amazing. So get yourself a Rumple blanket. All right, let's move on over to some other um, stories here. Here's the next one. All right, let's stay with Spider-Verse, man. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse swings on to Rotten Tomatoes 94%. First wave of reviews for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse had hit earlier today. And the animated sequel is currently sitting at a near-perfect Rotten Tomatoes score of 95%. Again, Mark Cassidy over Comic Book Movie. The review embargo lifted for Sony Pictures Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You can check it out. And not too surprisingly, after all the social media reviews, the majority of critics are impressed with the animated sequel. Review, 87 reviews, 94% of Rotten Tomatoes, which means that so far only five negative write-ups have been added. Even the Rotten reviews single out certain things they didn't enjoy, aside from one which describes the movie as a barrage of in- inconsistent visuals. What? Wow. Probably, bro, bro. Hold on, hold on. I wonder if that's Bibiani. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> but, but it seems the unique visual style on display simply isn't to everyone's liking anyway. Um, but pretty pretty high up at ninety seven percent. I know what review that is. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna put it on blast, but I just is it then we went, know? No, okay. but I just like decided to do, do a deep dive, and I was like, oh, you pompous mother. Hate like, it, hate it, it, they, oh, dude, they, they, anything that we would have been like, no, that was fun. Oh, that was whatever. She's like, mm-hmm. what was that? It didn't come on screen. Oh, good. Um, yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I, uh, so right now at 115, it's back up to 96. Yeah. Nice. So, but, here's, but here's the other thing. This is, this is what, I, what I tried to explain the other day with Rotten Tomatoes, and I just kind of reiterated again, too. I still, Rotten Tomatoes, the rant, ranking system, is a, it's a broken system. Mm. Because the reason why is that the way it works is that you put, people don't understand. When someone looks at a movie right. and they see that it has, an, and I'm not, not, let's say 96%. So they go, whoa, 
love this movie. This is a this is a movie everyone loves. That's not. I mean, very well could be the case, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly what it means. Right. What it means is that ninety six percent of those critics gave it over a three. Right. Now, what it could also mean hypothetically is that ninety six percent of them thought it was okay. Yeah. But good enough to get a fresh score, so I'm going to yeah. give them a three. So right. every single one of those critics at 96 could be a three. Could think that it's just, eh, but but a pass. Right. So it doesn't mean it's amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. In this particular case, this is just an example I'm using. I think a lot of people really love this movie. Look at the reviews. But this was my point. And the same is that you would have to think it's under three right. in order for like again, what if it was just 2.9? I can't get it there. And everybody, 100 critics, yep. gave it a 2.9. People just want that quick And people see data. the 0%. And yeah. they go, oh, the, everyone thinks it's the worst movie ever. No, that's not what they're saying. It's a broken system. Yeah, it, well, it's colorizing like a black and white photo. It's like having a black and white photo yeah. and just like, yeah, like yeah. the historical photo. It's not what it actually is. It's, not it's not just a It's not a proper, a proper thing. But, that's, but to, that's my point with this. This movie, for anybody who sees it, and whoever this pompous person is, it's over a three, guy. Yeah. It's over a three. Like, you don't have to love the movie, but there's no world where you see this movie and you go... This doesn't deserve a fresh. It's a fresh movie. It's just whether you love it, that's another conversation. I, I mean, what's what, what's crazy to me is is even if 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 it's too much for you, in which case, then like this, she probably I didn't even get a chance to look at it. She probably hated everything, everywhere, all at once because yeah. it has a similar energy of not only a lot going on, but the color palette. There's there's because you're traveling to different universes. It it could potentially be overwhelming for some people, but yeah. I think they do such a good job of pacing it and saving those moments where it's a lot for like big set pieces mm-hmm. that like there's no reason not to love it. And what's funny to me is I thought you were wild before seeing it for saying um, me uh, Koi for yeah. saying that this is essentially Empire, but it, <laughs> yeah. it's Empire. Yeah, it it really gives that kind of scope where you're you're diving deeper into this world and you're really taking the time to explore these characters and how they tick. Um, right there, the, that that one? that one, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, There's I, one, two, three, six four, total. five, six total that gave it under a three, which is I, insane. I, I, I and one's a it. top critic that says it gets drunk in itself. I just, I just disagree with these people. Yeah, uh, I really I, do. Fair. Yeah, yeah, they can have their opinions. I can just think right, they're wrong. Right. Um, I. It also says ugly comic book graffiti. Anyway, I'm gonna stop reading these people's bad opinions. Uh, the movie for me <laughs> uh, was my favorite Spider-Man film, and Reddit was very mad at me for that. Like, it was really interesting to see the reactions to reactions of a movie people haven't seen because right. people are just mad at the idea of something like yeah. me, me saying the best Spider-Man movie your, I think it is you think it is right, right. and your, that's all your, I'm saying right and like, and I and I have every right to say I disagree sure 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 but, but the I, idea but, but being mad dis- but I'm not disagreeing but I can't even really disagree with it because I'm what am I disagreeing with I'm disagreeing that it's your that favorite my favorite I'm disagreeing that if you said if you said flat out this is the best Spider-Man movie right then I'd say I disagree with that. Right. I literally say, saying, I think this is oh, the best one. Oh, what do you think is the best one? I'm just curious. Um, I don't think this is the best one. I would say that if I was to look at, I mean, one of the Holland movies for sure, or maybe even the first Spider-Verse. Um, but the ending in this one is good, but it's clearly a continuation to it, the next it, one. It, what, it feel, what it feels like, and that's kind of, the again, why the, I think M- Two Towers might be better to use as an example, but it definitely I think it's feels... Empire in Tone and Two Towers in Conclusion. Yeah, and I yeah. really like Miles a lot. I think he's a really great character. I'm just a Peter Parker guy. You know, uh, which, like, is, yeah. which, which is fine, but I, I guess, the, like, for me, part of that also is just whatever said connection with the character. Like you said, you, you, you like him for sure. I think 
there's just so much with Miles that directly resonates of with course. me. That it's, yeah, you know, of course. One um, of the things I like about the Spider-Verse movies is that I, Peter Parker is a character that I connect with more and I've had him for 60 years of reading. Mm, like right. I, Peter Parker is my Spider-Man, right. but I think I like the Spider-Verse movies more because it makes me like a character that wouldn't be my number one to a number one level. Like I like Miles in the movies more Miles than Miles in the great. comics. They, they've made so Miles the, a really great character that you can relate to, that, that he, you understand. Like if you, it's just... Everybody, like my daughter right now is 11 years old, transitioning from fifth grade into a new school and is trying to figure out the world and trying to like, growing up and like not and and not and wanting to hold on from being a kid to transitioning into, you know, understanding what this what the world is. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Rem- right away, watch it's reminded me of being a kid. It reminded me of, of my kid of like, trying to just figure out your place in the world mm-hmm. overall. And they've done that very well with Miles in both the first one and the second one. What the purpose is, and then obviously the relationship with him and Gwen. I think that and the relationship with his parents. I think is mm-hmm. is fantastic. And Gwen's emotional. relationships are so beautiful. They're great, and I think it, and and it's they're both really good movies. And I want to see how the third one. And I don't know if this is a, a snobbish thing or even, and it's not. And I love animated films like very much. So I just think that for me, just something about the live action maybe that just mm-hmm. resonates just a little bit more when it sure. comes to the movies. Like I don't know if it's if it's No Way Home. Um, that's the, that's the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if No Way Home, and people will, will now are arguing. The only reason that people like that is because of the the nostalgia with the other two. It's not the stuff with no. May and everything else. Yeah, works. I. I, 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 I I did a, a countdown video at Real Rejects of counting down which is my favorite, and I had to give the same like asterisk. I know you're going to say this, but that movie uses nostalgia, it weaponizes it, and it uses those characters as Uncle Ben stand-ins in it's a genius a way. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a story element, and yeah. it's used perfectly for the story element while being its own Tom movie. It's yeah. the best Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, even if they weren't in it. Yeah. And I think that this is somehow for me still better because what I was saying with Miles is, and as well as animation, I prefer live-action animation, just a preference, yeah. and I prefer Peter to Miles, just a preference, but these movies make me prefer Miles to Peter in them by being better than the, I think the source material and I think that the animation is not usually my thing but I consider this maybe the best animation so it supersedes my usual staggering what, what, the music too oh the score Daniel Pemberton yeah, I think it is oh. yeah one of the best scores. I thought of you because I was like, I'm thinking of a score, and I never, I never go. You're usually like third or fourth point is the score. Yeah, my second or third here was the score, and that's rare for me. It was, it was very dominant. That, there, was, there was just a lot to unpack. Sorry, there. I mean, no, no, just not at all. I mean, just, just acknowledging what you said. I mean, one, I think what is so powerful about this movie is the fact that there has been this long like held stance that suppose that animation all of a sudden just makes it childish. Right. And, and that is right. so inaccurate. Right. And like, I, I look at Miyazaki for example, and everything that he's done over all the years, but then like what Guillermo del Toro said, uh, Guillermo del Toro said uh, after winning the Pinocchio Oscar, he mm-hmm. was just like, yo, animation is art. Like stop this nonsense. And I truly believe that not only will this probably win Best Animated, it's going to be nominated for Best I Picture. I want a Best Picture. Best Picture? For it. It'll be nominated for it. I, I don't think, think so. it's going to – I think it's – we have a lot of other movies to go through, and I think Air right now would be my front runner between the two. Yeah. But I – I think it's gonna get nominated. I, I think. Well, neither one of you guys ever pay up in your bets, but I'll do. I'll do a. I'll do a, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a bet. I, what are you talking yeah, I about? Think I just neither have. One What's the Ciela thing? No, you both have it, but we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> um, but but either way, um, there was a. Uh, I think that the movie itself will be nominated and potentially win Best Animated. 
it, it, it's so rare for that to happen. I mean, the last animated film Toy to be nominated was the Toy Story Three was nominated. I believe so. Maybe you might be right, but I thought the last one was Beauty and the Beast. I just it's, um, it's, it's no, no, not Toy Story Three definitely got nominated for be best right. picture. You might be right, but that was you're talking about winning or, or just nominated. Nominated. nominated it, it was that was the year that they expanded it out to ten. Okay. So I just remember that you very well might be right, but it, but again, that's. It reinvents animation, so yeah. I feel like reinventing animation might get at the that's, picture nom. That's because because that's the thing. I think especially with best picture, obviously it's supposed to be what the producer awards. So it's it's the overall what what did you what did you pull off? I think the storytelling, the actual visuals, just in general, and the score, like you meant, like all of it collectively. We're talking I think about two different a, things here. We're talking about whether it deserves to be and whether, and whether it, it should will. be. Um, deserves to be sure, but they're just it it will not happen. Okay. Um, it will not happen. I there because the other reason why is there's gonna you're gonna have so many. Don't forget about the influx of movies that come out mm-hmm. that you get bombarded with mm-hmm. at the end of if the year. If you're in this bubble and you're in the film world from the end of September until the end of December, it's boom, boom, boom. Look at this movie that no one's heard of. Look at this per- actress yeah. that no one knows. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, and this movie, and this movie, this movie. The same, it's just sadness, 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 depression, biopic, depression, biopic. depression, boom, boom, biopic, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Those are the movies that get, that get, uh, sure. But everything uh, everywhere sure. came out in February and held it on all year. Which I'm is, not, yeah, but it wasn't animated. That's right. true, but but, it, but it's impactful. I'm sure, but I, yeah, but I, a few that can do it. Top Gun as well. But yep. I think that's what I'm saying. So you have what what Top Gun and and uh, Wakanda Forever and all. I, I honestly think that what will end up happening is, and and we're seeing this. Why I don't think it would actually win. I hope it does uh, currently, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would. Um, it would be a political move for them to do that. It would specifically be a situation of like we're going to gain some clout by doing that by like yeah, even it, giving but, it a nomination. But the way that you're, but but in that you're. You're talking about it as if there's like a like a group of like you know, thirteen people who get in a room and go, we need to politically make this work for the Oscars. It's not how it works. It's like it's it's. I mean, sure, but like I'm looking at even the category last year. I absolutely love Top Gun. I in no way, shape, or form thought it was within a. a, a sh- I think it was like fifth for me as far as best picture. Like I didn't think it would have. It was like to so to me that especially because of what it meant for the film industry, right? Because it did to Billy, mm-hmm. because it was a good story, and it felt like we were finally back. That felt like a political kind of I situation. Think that it, for I, I think there's a difference in. I think you're right, but I think it's different than just a political move where it's just like a, an acknowledgement of the change that it did for the film industry. But I think this is that for animation. I think that it's going to do this for animation. Oh, look, I'm a Joe's Pizza type of guy. <laughs> you know? like, I'm still how waiting. much Joe's Pizza? Because I don't know how much he owes. I owe pizza. One, a full, full pie. pie. One full pie. Yeah, a full pie, right. pie pizza. I can want, do that. You want to do okay. that? I can do that. I think it will get a nomination. Okay. And, I, and I'm and i not going to throw pie down because I already owe, but how I'm much, with you. How much is a Joe's Pizza? Oh, it's like Twenty bucks, twenty one. That's bucks. fine. I can yeah. do that. I, I, you, I, you talk about it so much. I was like, yeah, it's like, it's like a, yeah, it's like an eighty five dollar pizza. Hundred dollar pizza better be fucking out gold. It better come from New York. They yeah. better bring it to me from right. New York. Exactly. They better hey, also make... order a pizza. I just hey. flew in first class for this joint. Um, uh, but I also think that what it did for animation will be remembered at the end of the year, which is what everything everywhere did. That's why I think it might because I, I do think I'll always remember the first the first minute of this movie. I was like, I don't know, I've seen this, and that is rare now. Yeah, it's. I think it'll. I think it'll win best picture best animated picture sure i think that it'll be nominated for animated i think that's that that there's no there's no better making there i hope score score i think has a shot score Mm -hmm. and 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 i do think picture but those are the three i'm I'm edging bets all right well now i ask you guys now obviously maybe a lot of you haven't seen the movie yet maybe some of you saw it last night um i'm gonna probably clip this portion out of it as well too so i want to see do you guys think that's across the spider-verse could get nominated for best picture 
this. I mean, I don't think anybody on the table here is saying it could win, but like, does anybody think that it could get nominated for Best Picture? Winston and Coy say yes. I say no chance. Not because it's not worthy. I just don't think that the Academy is going to do it. Um, curious to what you guys think. All right, let's move on to the next story. All right, guys, let's talk some Batman now. It's not great news, but I think it's kind of, we saw this coming news. The Batman 2. Apparently, the filming has been delayed until March of next year. Again, Mark Cassidy crushing it over there. Though nothing has been officially announced, there is a new report that is claiming that Matt Reeves' The Batman sequel will no longer be shooting later this year, as originally planned. Last we heard, Matt Reeves' The Batman Part 2 was scheduled to begin filming later this year, November or December, but now a new report indicates that the production has been delayed. According to the Midgard Times, the writing process has been disrupted by the ongoing WGA strike and shooting has been pushed back to March of 2024. We recently learned that the upcoming Penguin-focused Max spinoff series has also been affected, so it doesn't come as a surprise since Reeves is now working on both. While this is a fairly significant delay, it is not expected to have any impact on the movie's planned release date, and The Dark Knight is still set to return on theaters on October 3rd, 2025. When the new DCU slate was announced, Gunn confirmed that Reeves' Batverse will remain separate from the DCU, so this movie, along with the Joker sequel, will be Elseworlds Tales. A new actor will down the cape and cow for Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Pattinson, Kravitz, Circus, Wright, and Colin Farrell all expected to reprise their roles, and we also might see the return of... I always say his name wrong. Barry Coogan, uh, Joker, who made his sinister debut in the first movie's mid-credit scene. Cue the person who is going to put in the comments how to correct, pro- correctly pronounce it. <laughs> um, all right, so I love this. It's uh, the, what the fact that they're mm-hmm. yeah, okay, well, me too. But why uh, specifically? Because I, other than just supporting the writers and the strike in general, I am genuinely concerned that any movie that they're deciding to oh, just screw. F it, we'll do it live. Like, you are asking for trouble. I genuinely like think... I'm so worried about Deadpool. I am so yeah. worried about Deadpool. I point. love it. Like, I, it's because I love it it's, that I'm worried. It's 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 also... It, look, there are the situations a little different? Sure. But what's the old saying of, like, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity? Mm-hmm. I think this idea of, no, 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 we're just going to power through and just shoot stuff anyway, and we'll figure it out, and, you know, this will end eventually, and then we can whatever, whatever. I think you are barking up the wrong tree. So I, because of how much I respect and love what Reeves is doing, I would rather them delay it, and I just got to wait some extra time than them try to force this of through. Course. I think they had a meeting here, yeah. and they said, look, could we push this back, let's say hypothetically right now, to March? Let's push it back. Could we still get this thing out by October? What do you think, Matt? And he's like, yeah, look, for what we have, we have it all mapped up. We were supposed to start shooting in November. It's really, or December. It's only really three, three and a half months from behind schedule. We have to push a couple heavy days. Well, we can still hit that hit mm-hmm. that mark if we start powering some stuff through. So I think it goes any pat, anything past that, you're going to start running into some problems. I think we're going to an interesting thing happen very soon when SAG joins. I think SAG is joining, and I think the DGA... That's the main thing. Yeah, I think it'll be over quick once those three, and then I think people can get back to work quick. I think if there's anything but all three of them joining, it's going to be a long, long time like we've talked about. But I think that this is them seeing that it's probably going to be able to be solved quick. This is what happens. Uh, and and this, as, I, as I talk to more people, this is what's going to happen. They will not let the DGA go on strike. They're just not going to let it happen. So but what's going to happen is that as the DGA gets closer to saying, okay, they're going to figure out the deal with the DGA. They're going to make it work. Then SAG's going to go, okay, they figured it out there. 
and then the writers are going to have to figure. The DGA's got a blueprint yeah. because DGA's already got a ahead of a few things. One, the DGA has in their language that the director has to be a person. Yeah. Because they actually because the Coen Brothers, I think, because you have to have a person be the director, mm-hmm. so they always have the Coen Brothers as credited as different yeah, things. Yeah. So I think that language allows for them to write like a blueprint for no AI because it's it's a language about a person. Sure. And then they're also going to be dealing with um, the staffing minimums is going to be already established by the DGA because you have a certain amount of roster for the team the directors need. So the writers can model themselves after that and the actors can find a way. So the only language the DGA needs to solve is the language about streaming. That's one of three problems versus three of three problems. So I think the other unions are going to look to the DGA, not only as the leadership for the blueprint, but also like they've only got one problem to solve. We don't fix this stuff. They're going to strike and we're bigger screwed. So I think you're right with a combination of the DGA being like, we've got a lot more cards. Like yeah. they're in a better position. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm telling you, once once I they think. once they figure that out with the DGA, that's when the, that's when they're gonna figure everything else out too, and and they're gonna. I just hope that it doesn't kind of force the the hands of the writers because it very well might when it comes to once they figure out because I think they're gonna figure out the DGA pretty quick. It, it 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 it's gonna be interesting because obviously it is a lot of it is like how much do people kind of have squirreled away to like power through and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I genuinely feel like the writers are probably not gonna are not going to break. They might bend a little bit, but they won't break because you are talking about something that could effectively eliminate them as like a job. Right. You know? And so same thing with the actors, because then all of a sudden, great, you just go to, go to Tupac's estate, go to, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Heath Ledger's estate, get them to sign over the rights. And we don't ever need to see a new actor again, because you can just put, I don't know why I picked Tupac of all people. He's been in like yeah, five yeah, movies, but, but you know what I'm saying? I was just thinking about, I think think you saw, did you see that AI, thing that went around of the people who passed away and then Tupac's probably one. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, the hologram already happened. So frankly, well, right. And yeah. so like that, which is funny. And that was like seven years ago. Yeah. The, so the we're one poetic justice scan away. That, right. And I, or it was a decade. And then because I remember South Park making fun of right. it. And so like, it's, it's something that we've in the back of our mind knew that this may be coming. I just, I, what's wild to me that, the, and this is where greed is such like a dangerous mentality, man, is you have so many people in the tech industry straight up being like, this is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And there was even a report that came out this week where they signed another open letter being like, this isn't just like a threat to like the economies. This is a situation where we could look at human extinction. Skynet could actually happen is what they're talking about. Yeah. And like, cause there was a, there was a video of whatever robot that was doing labor that just like did the algorithm in its head about what this was and just quit in life and just shut itself down. It was like, I'm done. Yeah. So like, what makes you think that it couldn't potentially do that? I am so concerned that their studios are going to be so like, I want to make as much possible money off of these, off of the AI stuff that you were effectively going to be causing a problem we can't come back And there's also a really tricky timing because it's studios trying to make a lot of money while also being like, okay, the lockdown really hurt us. And also streaming, we, we thought it'd make money forever and it didn't. So we need the new thing to make money forever. And then they'll assign on to something that would otherwise be as insane as AI. There's a hundred years of writing about how robots are going to kill right. us all. And studios might be like, care. but the red button will get me 10 years more <laughs> because, money. Because they're going <laughs> to also, they're also going to say this. I don't ever have to deal with so and so's attitude on set anymore. Right, I don't right. have to deal with this anymore. And I can get the same work out of them, even if you don't think you're, you're going to. I can get so and so. I can have one of the best actors of all time who's been dead for 15 years right. go and do I a movie. I love Rock Hudson. Let's put in a movie. And, and do a movie for me. And, I, right, and nobody will know the difference. What do I need this guy? He's not even that good. And who cares? He's gonna, he's gonna, this guy's going to be hot for, for three years. And meanwhile, like Bruce Willis is sick. Not anymore. Not yeah. in my world. I want to make Die, I make die Hard. 
Die Hard Four, but I want to do it my way or five, whatever the hell it is. I want to do it. I want to do it my way. It is possible for them to do this now. And I, I said this years ago before the AI thing. I said eventually we're going to get to a place where all you're going to have to do is go like this. I want to do a, a movie where it happens with John McClane right afterwards. I want young Bruce Willis. I want him to sound like him. I want yep. all this. And then he signed off on it. Good. Is his? They're going to get money from it. Go. And the selfish part of me is like, I want to see that movie. And I'm the sidekick because you can scan yourself. I guarantee the right. first upgrade is home scanners to put yourself in the movie so when you're watching it it's about you right. like i guarantee the next you're thing be after, hanging out with john yeah, exactly you like you're gonna be what's what, whoever that actor was that tried to put in everything and they the could, third but they yeah. could sell programs 100 like that, right? that, that's the why it's the, the first thing the you and you can get a better quality movie. it's crazy you can buy skins like in sims it's, but you you can scan it, your right. zara shirts right and they're gonna do and they're gonna they're gonna pretty much like take people out of you know the, the like the actors and writers and looking voiceover actors now man like you yeah see, like you that, see. that and as soon as porn signs on it's over because it's like tech always follows porn like that's why blu-ray one over hd hd dvd that's why a vhs one over betamax it's whatever the porn industry chooses becomes the standard so as soon as a bunch of horny dudes are like i can screw tia tequila and like all the nazis find their people then you got that like whole movement too it's terrifying you would know that. Seal Tequila's a Nazi now. <laughs> no, no, not that. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, not that. No, no, not that. No, literally. The porn industry is always the driving force in entertainment. It's always the money. It's crazy. Which is funny because if that's really the case, I remember the porn stars being like, nah, 4K gotta go. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you just did all of the pimples. A lot of different that. work. It's And it's a different thing. The makeup's gotta change. The lighting's gotta change. How long you can be on set. How many dudes you're blowing. It changes everything. <laughs> Dude, wow. This is still a kid's show. Sort I've of. been using creative language, but it's it's uh, that's the format like that the VR I, element. I need to make a phone call, and I'm going to use Mint Mobile to do it. So, uh, <laughs> Mint Mobile, everybody, Mint Mobile. Make sure you use Mint Mobile, and then right afterwards, I'm going to have to take a lunch break, so I'm using Green Chef. So, <laughs> Mint Mobile and Green Chef. I'll tell you a little bit about them right now. Man, is Vivid still a thing? All right. <laughs> After years of print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So I heard about Mint Mobile a long time ago, and when they said they offer the premium wireless starting, it's like 15 bucks a month. I said, yeah, all right, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it makes sense. There is no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and they pass those sweet savings directly on to you. Quality is amazing. Um, it, it, it doesn't break up. It doesn't, it's, it, I set it up for a separate line and I'm so glad I did. It's so easy. So easy. And for anyone who just hates their phone bill in general, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high speed data delivering on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash thing. Mintmobile.com slash thing. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash thing. Green Chef, baby. Green Chef is awesome. It makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Doesn't matter what your lifestyle is, man. You're just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You can fill up with Protein Packed. It's their newest collection of recipes fit for a high-protein dietary preference. You can choose from three weekly menu items, including at least 40 grams of protein per serving. You can choose from 50 
plus weekly menu and market items with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box. If you're craving more servings from a favorite recipe, you can double the portions in your weekly order just one click. It is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Green Chef has options for every single lifestyle. It does not matter. It's great. It's uh, it's 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 so good, and I love Green Chef because I've been getting and you can turn to different meals. I've been making like this stir fried for a bit since we started with Green Chef, and I, uh, it's it's I look I, I lick my chops every time it's coming around. I know oh, I can make that stir fry. Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping. Welcome the spring season with delicious, easy-to-follow recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and it tastes good too. Fact. Try balanced, crave-worthy meals fit for all dietary needs. Bring more flavor to your table this May with Green Chef's wholesome, elevated recipes. I take the chicken, put it in a stir-fry. I love all the different – I mean, it's so good. Their chicken is no joke. You know what I love about Green Chef also is it gives you the ability to choose. You want all chicken? Get all chicken. You want all beef? Get all beef. Go to greenchef.com slash thing60, but use that code thing60 and get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, greenchef.com slash thing60. Use that code thing60. Get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, man, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, thank you once again to Mint Mobile and Green Chef. I love both of them, man, and I hope that you guys have been trying it out. I really hope you do. I, I and I'm. This is a humbly. This I, I was humbled when I hear this question. The uh, question from people is like, how do I, how do I help you? How do I, I? I really enjoy what you guys have been doing on the channel and everything too. And I said, well, the best way to do it, besides you know, obviously clicking like, commenting if you wanted to join the website and you're able to do that, great. But if you can't do like a monthly thing for the website, what I always say is find one of these sponsors, man. Because the sponsors is really the best way to benefit both us and you. Because you help out the show tremendously when you use one of our links and you use one of our codes. But then you get something for yourself. Like, I'm not kidding you. I'm, like Roxy lost her mind when I brought up Green Chef again. She loves Green Chef. I got all these guys on, on Athletic Greens and Rumple and Mint and everything, too. So, like, hopefully, we only do this these sponsors that we think you guys are going to like. So, we hope that you're enjoying them. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's move on over here to another topic here. Every five minutes now, a new Superman is the front runner. So now they're saying that Supergirl actor Pearson Fode, Fode, who knows? He's uh, now Fode. That sounds right, like Rose. Yeah. Well, I, I gave it the classy version. And I gave it the New York. Hey, you guys hear uh, Pearson Fode? <laughs> <laughs> Superman or something? He's, he's got like the black curl and everything, man. He's have him fly by and give me a Joe's pizza. Uh, well, he's in the title. He's in the lead, front runner apparently, for Superman Legacy. So this is from Josh Wilding, who apparently Mike Kalinowski hates. With <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three now in the rear view, James Gunn is focusing all of his efforts on Superman Legacy. The filmmaker has even found a new contender, who is a bold and beautiful star. Now the hunt for DCU's Man of Steel continues, and now jo- uh, Pearson Fode is now in the in the lead. According to Variety, he sent in a self-tape for the role that included a montage of footage from his Clark Kent childhood on a farm in Moses Lake, Washington, and the filmmaker James Gunn liked what he saw, but both his and Fode's rep refused to comment on the news. An insider, though, says no casting decisions have been made, and while we wait to see what happens, we're guessing you're wondering who he is. That's a sexy man. Thank you. 
best known for starring in The Bold and Beautiful between 2015 and 2018. He also counts the likes of The Man from Toronto and Dynasty among his credits. Perhaps the most interesting is that he had a small role in an episode of Supergirl, and it was just a role for him to sink his teeth into as he played a former member of a hate group that targeted transgender individuals. As you see, Fode definitely looks like the part as being cast would obviously serve as the 31-year-old's big break in Hollywood. All right, so let me. this is a picture of him, if anybody's wondering what he looks like. There he is. Um, I don't like that photo as much. I, only, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking you or anything, yeah. but this is the one I saw that I was like, that looks very Clark Kennyan to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sort of, oh, wow. You, know yeah. I mean? you got his eyebrows done. Um, I don't know. I mean, like the one Winston just showed me, definitely better than this one. I don't think this guy looks anywhere near Superman. But, yeah, the, yeah this, this sports the other picture, shot. There's yeah. other pictures that looks like him. And again, I say the same thing that I did. I'm not in the room when this guy's reading. Sure. James Gunn is. James Gunn is good at casting. He's yeah. very good He's at casting. very good at casting. So, you know, my, my, I don't say red flag, but I go, and maybe unfairly, I say bold and beautiful. Uh-oh. Oh, sure. Or whatever the hell that so, thing is called, the soap opera. And mm-hmm. I go, I go uh-oh. But that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of great actors and actresses that have come through soap operas. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just that's just an unfair that's just an unfair assumption on my part, admittedly so. But I, I but I see the look though, and that picture that I saw, I don't know. I saw that other guy that I saw that fan casting thing that we did for a while. Not fan casting because he was in the lead for it. That the other ones that I've seen so far mm-hmm. more had the look, mm-hmm. but I'm not in the room. I all, all all I know is is I what was the name of the other dude that was the front runner? There was two of them. There was that, that Wolfgang guy, and then there was mm-hmm. I don't remember the other guy, like Daniel something or whatever. I, look, I, I I'm I I think just I, one. Thank you for the context of what episode of Supergirl because yeah. now I actually remember and he did do a very good. very good job. Okay. So like he he's got chops. So that's that that I can acknowledge. That and we know Gunn loves the idea of trying to give somebody their opportunity. I so love the unknown, the unknown thing they're going. And with all the sure. names we've heard, I haven't heard. Like right. I don't know a single one of these right. front runners right. in life. So that's good. But from a personal standpoint, if I'm out here in these streets being like, hey, dog, we, we ten steps, we had step number eight to be Superman, baby, and then all of a sudden you just hear, hey, there's other guys. They got this guy. Can you who imagine? The, who the f- is this guy? Yeah. All right. Who is he? And yeah. another another person that's got like the same amount of credits. Like I was like I was right here. That's why I don't link until they announce. We can really even say right. front runner. Well, they, and that's why they've never they've, they've there's been no confirmation on any front runners, and we don't know if this guy is too. And there's also very real possibility. I'm not saying this is the case, but there's a very real possibility that they're like we don't want anybody getting anywhere close to knowing who's cast mm-hmm. until we get to Comic Con. Yeah. And we're getting leak, close, man. Leak, we're like, leak, yeah, leak this. Yeah, let, let them start thinking that this person because the specificity involved. of the tape and everything. Yeah, like, let, that's let, a leak, no matter like, what. Well, I like this guy, but let, let's leak and say that it's definitely him. It very well could be. Well, let, let's say it's him, but we still think it's this guy. Right. Leak that one. Leak that one. Let them start talking about that. And that's something Gun plays that kind of game. And worst case, these actors are getting great press. These that's right. these actors are getting a lot of ink. These actors yeah, we don't are getting know looked who this up. Person was this five might get ago. them casting off of just hearing the rumor, which right. is already helping everybody. That's exactly. And then we've got seven weeks till Comic Con or so. So like we're we're cooking up. Like we're getting. I think so, and I think that that's. But but it, it's possible, but it also could be possible that this is the guy. You know, I I don't know, and I don't like I said, I don't want to just look at it and say, well, it doesn't look like it to me. I, I trust enough in that James Gunn has casted pretty damn brilliantly over the last few years or, or his career in general. So if, if he thinks this is the guy, then this is the guy. But yeah. I, I mean, I I from looking wise, and I and and it's so unfair because as I'm looking at that other guy that I thought was a much better look, mm-hmm. this guy could be a way better actor. Mm-hmm. Could be a way better mm-hmm. actor. And I and I'm going, oh, I shouldn't have cast that other guy. I should have yeah. cast the bold and beautiful guy. 
But um, but I don't know. Anyway, very curious to what you guys think. Not only are, are you kind of in my camp where you're maybe misjudging or doing a Winston and going, Robert Pattinson, Twilight, he's not going to work. Uh, what, <laughs> the Batman. Man, yeah. you were bitter. I'm not always, really. I'm, you just love, you love, I love throwing right. it. I love throwing it back into right. you. I love to throw, to throw that one back in your face. I'll, I'll, yeah. Also, which you should. That's yeah. fine. I, you know, I, I, t- I hold my L's with pride. But if anybody wants to know what photo I'm talking about, just go look at him in IMDb. He's like on a oh, football field picture. in a white shirt. It's his profile picture. Okay. You'll, you'll see. I think he looks very clean. I can put that up here as well, too. But, um, um, but anyway, so I really want to know what everybody thinks. Do you think that this could be the guy? Do you think they're throwing people away? Do you think that someone else could walk in the room tomorrow and then they go, no, 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 that's the guy? Are they still casting? Have they cast? So curious to hear what you guys think. Um, I want to talk about The Flash, man. We are coming up to The Flash. It's right around the corner, everybody. The Flash director, Andy Muschietti, says that in the movie honored Zack Snyder's DCEU and he teased surprising post credit scene. Now, this is from Cassidy again. We've heard that The Flash treats the Snyderverse as canon, and Muschietti has now confirmed that his movie does honor Zack Snyder's work on the original DCEU. I have seen the movie, and I can confirm that. Um, though it, it may seem hard to believe how much time has passed, and the recent rebooting of Warner Brothers' shared DC comics-based world with the dawn of the DCU, a lot of fans are still hoping to see Snyderverse restored in some form. While we, still, we may eventually see a comic book sequel to... Zack Snyder's Justice League. The chances of the filmmaker getting the opportunity to revisit his characters in live action are slim, and we don't even know if he'd be interested. Though there are alternate timelines involved in The Flash and is technically set in the universe established in Snyder's films, and Muschietti has confirmed that his movie is respectful of what came before. Muschietti says, I would love Zack to watch this movie. I think we honored the part of the movie that he created in terms of characters and characterizations and cast, so I think he'd enjoy it. There have been several press and fan screenings of The Flash, but the version that's set to race into theaters this month is, is said to feature a completely different ending and at least one new post credit scene. So if you see the movie on June 16th or after, you're going to notice there's a couple of surprises that we wanted to leave to the release of the movie to avoid any possible leaks and stuff. So there's a couple more surprises in there. Did your ending feel conclusive? Like, uh, I'm very curious about I'll that. T- I'll tell you in a sec. Directed okay. by uh, Ultimately Save the World. Okay, it's just a synopsis of it. So to answer your question, um, there is a, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't promise. want to. There's no spoilers whatsoever. I'm not, I would never do that to anybody. I don't like when that's done. Um, what I will say is this: there is a post-credit scene. That's not a spoiler. The post-credit scene that I saw kind of leads somewhere, and you go, "Oh!" And then I saw it with somebody who said, "That's not what I saw two weeks ago." Cool. I, Interesting. They said I saw this, and then that same person told me. And I know someone else who saw that, and we saw three different things. And I said, "Well, wait a minute." And what that means is that exactly this yeah. is that they don't want anybody to leak. So I'm going to see it again next week. So I don't know what the hell. Yeah, what you got me? No, I don't. Not yet. I okay. got to see. They're, they're holding it close. To, it they're holding it close to the vest. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to yeah. figure it out. But um, but we um, but yeah. So they um, they. Uh, they're definitely going to change. The question is, are they going to show the others at press screenings? Uh, I doubt it. Said June 16th. It said June 16th. I think it comes out then. So I wonder if when you see it in the theater, uh, when I see it next week, if I'm going to see the same thing. I've got my tickets for June 15th at 7. I've got my like release tickets. Yeah. And so that might be the first time to see it the way 
but I also want to see it as soon as possible because I, I also kind of want to see the alternates. I hope the Blu-ray is just all the alts so yeah. I can see what the movie has been. I could also see a, a, a world where if, if this is supposed to be both the beginning of the new new but like the closing out. There's a world where it's like two mid credits and a post. If if there, if three is the if three is all they've done, there was only not, one. There was only one that I saw, but that's not. Right, the but you sent me two others. Two others. So I'm saying no, no, no. But it was the two. So let me let me, let me uh, reiterate the, the two others was the same scene. But they're different. all the same scene, but different. Oh, that's cool. Oh. They're all the same scene, but different. But I could see multiple, uh, one definitive one of that, and yeah. then multiple I others. Gonna be, I think there's going to be other ones that they didn't have at all. There was only one scene that was shown for us. But three versions of it, but at least. But three versions of it, at least from what I was with. Like I said, someone cool. who I was with saw it two weeks prior, said that was a different scene, and they had that, and told me what it was. And then said, and then I heard that someone else saw it, and then they saw that. That's And fun. it was the same scene. So very interesting because it does. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. So a few more weeks. And then what if, I mean, it is also a month out from Comic-Con. It'd be cool to have something setting up where it lands. If the final post-credit scene starts the DCU. I'm going to tell you this, though. Even though we're doing a full spoiler heavy episode of uh, the Spider-Verse on Monday, that spider, that flash spoiler is going to be one of our in-depth conversations. Hell yeah. We're going to be gonna be diving real deep i'm so excited yeah so um but that's uh but that's for as far as the snyderverse portion of it goes yeah i've seen the movie you know and and they they do it takes place in that world and and it kind of has to because as the trailer show it but but ezra miller is cast was cast as the flash right by by zach snyder right so it's it's a continuation of that story like yeah the trailers have zod all all the all zod the fact that that Ben is the one, at least from the trailers that I've like the final trailer of him just being like, you do realize you could just break everything if you do mm-hmm. this, right? So like that clearly this is as most flashpoint stories as they're told, it takes place in whatever universe they're about to wrap up, and then by the time it's over, you have reset the continuity. That's exactly what happened in the new fifty two mm-hmm. is that flashpoint happens and then everything is different now. Right. So Yeah, I think that it's um it definitely pays respect for sure. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know. Some people are always looking to just be upset about something and whether it's well, they just want him to come back and he's not going to come back. So they're going to hate the movie regardless. But then there's other people who are big, just big fans of Snyder in general that I think will look at this movie and go, yeah, it sucks that a lot of these changes are happening. But this is a this is a, a nice tip of the cap to the uh-huh. stuff that he put in there. But um, speaking of The Flash, this is the last story we're going to close with here. Michael Keaton, man, one of the big draws to this movie in general. And I think one of the reasons that even though 70 million, that might not be a great tracking number. The main reason it's got even 70 million is because of Michael Keaton. So there's a report right now that the flash supposedly wouldn't have even been made if Michael Keaton refused to return as Batman. Now, Muschietti said that bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman was always the plan. And that if he didn't agree to reprise his most famous role, it simply wouldn't been made. This is from Muschietti. The Flash is supposed to be about, well, The Flash. However, trailers for the movie have put Michael Keaton's Batman front and center, with the idea clearly being to pull the spot away from the troubled Ezra Miller and cash in on Hollywood's current obsession with nostalgia. Warner Brothers originally planned to have Keaton become the DCEU's Dark Knight, appearing in Batgirl, Crisis on Infinity Earths, and even a possible Batman Beyond project. This might explain why the actor was so crucial to filmmaker Annie and Barbara Muschietti's plans for The Flash. We were, of course, filled with blind confidence that you have when you have developed a movie and when you get excited about ideas like this. J. 
just pushes you forward. We were all excited believing that having Michael Keaton as Batman would be a great thing. And also, I think we all believed that he would be excited about it, and he was. Barbara Muschietti says, in moments like this, you have to lean in. As we sat with him at a lovely lunch, we told him that we couldn't make the movie without him, and he boarded the train. Affleck plays a minor supporting role in The Flash, but it wouldn't have made a huge amount of sense for him to have been this new reality's Dark Knight. Val Kilmer is unable to return due to ill health, while there's no way Clooney is ever reprising his role for more than a cameo at most. There was already Christian Bale, of course, but he had said on multiple occasions he'll only do it if Nolan is at the helm. Could Jeffrey D. Morgan have played the Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman? Yes, but that doesn't exactly have the markings of a massive draw, unfortunately. And now Flash coming out June 16th. Um, yeah, I think this is from from the take on the movie in general. Like after seeing it again, if you cut th- this version of Michael Keaton out, does it lessen the movie? Yeah, I think it does. Hmm. I think it lessens the movie. Uh, it's you could have put another Batman in there, but hmm. I think it lessens the movie. You you think because the only one for me that would have potentially worked is Bale. Yeah, yeah, ba- yeah, Bale, yeah, yeah I think Bale right. to me would be what, more that, right. Flashpoint's flavor. Well, I, I, uh, not necessarily the only because no, yeah, we no, 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 not 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 even even if you haven't seen it, remember that Nolan's movie. And, and I like the Nolan movies way better than like the Tim Burton movies. And I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but I love Nolan way more. But Nolan's is 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 realism. Right? Uh, yeah. Burton's plays in the supernatural. Sure, Burton sure. plays in the crazy, especially in that second one for yeah. sure. Um, Burton plays in there, so it would make sense that he could be involved in. And if, if aliens and stuff were were around or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it would be that. You Those tones see, do work better. You could see it because yeah, yeah. Bale's played in as if there were no supernatural. Which, things, yeah, right? that's part of the strength of yeah, those. That's right. a good point. Yeah. No, that's that that is that is extremely solid point. I think what my sticking point was, other than Bale, so far as my favorite live action Batman, I think it's also just from the standpoint of I'm thinking age, and so like the idea of. Keaton playing older Bruce in Batman Beyond sounds great, but the idea that he's supposed and I guess I'll see it when I see it. Um, the idea of him being Batman in his prime when Keaton himself looks like he's about ready to pop out a geriatric baby, just like his, you know, the other homies. Well, that's, that's <laughs> like, like, he's only he's only like I don't even think he's seventy years old yet. I, I, what is he like seventy four? No, Michael Keaton. You crazy? I think he was like in his late thirties when he got cast. Hold on he? a second. I think I he's up there. Michael Keaton was in his like early to mid seventies. Seventy one. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, mid. you said yeah. mid. Okay, early to mid. Still, he carries himself like a fifty-year-old man, which is which is, which is fine. <laughs> but if we're just thinking of just about longevity of stuff, once you start hitting your seventies, let's yeah. just be real; those are long days to do superhero. That, sure. That's what I'm thinking. Like Christian Bale's more the Flashpoint age, whereas he's the more Tom uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond age. Like mm-hmm. like Michael mm-hmm. Keaton is more the Beyond. Right. To well, me. Because, because Bruce has lots to do, but less. You know right. what I'm saying? He doesn't have to be in the suit, but he's still being Batman. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'd still love to see a Dark Knight Returns with Bale. I'd love to see like a Frank Miller take of him coming back and like being yeah. the the beefy Affleck-y Batman and like having to fix Gotham because he left. Like they they ended Dark Knight Rises perfect to have him return. Yeah, I just don't think that right now, especially with Brave and the Bold. Oh, there's no way. Too. There's no way for for a while. And Unless I, they all tank and they need an Elseworld that is going to be popular so, by... Yeah. It's like again, I want to. I, I I'm very curious and excited to have the conversation about the Flash spoilers or how it all kind of plays out in general with Elseworld stuff, with all that stuff in 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 the future if it indeed happens. But the and, let, and we'll end the conversation with this when it comes to Flash. It's tracking at seventy million. 
um, the movie had to at least cost with marketing close to two fifty. At least that's low, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was like tracking three. seventy tracking is low. Yeah, because because Spider Verse I think is tracking one fifty. One fifty. I thought I thought, thought, thought one fifty. Is that I it? thought it was one fifteen, but I could oh be maybe wrong. you're right. Maybe you're right. I thought it was one fifty. Oh. But either either way, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, seventy million is not a is probably not the number that they wanted. We and we kind of broke it down on yesterday's show. That I think there's a lot of different reasons for why it's tracking. Because Spider Verse only cost a hundred, which is incredible it costs considering only a hundred. Yeah, but considering Pixar cost two hundred with marking. No, uh, no, no, the movie, just the movie. Okay, so, so, so but if you break so, even so on your movie opening weekend, yeah. So we're well, that's not breaking even. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying breaking even on non-marketing. Like you're breaking even on the movie's yeah, budget. But, you get, but the marketing always plays is part of the. So, the, let's, yeah. so let's say hypothetically, it's two hundred. Million, sure. Right, for, you're going to make that back in worldwide like that. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm so saying. That's make, impressive. So you're going to make it back open, right? You're going to at least break, break even. The Flash yeah, at seventy, it's that, that inexpensive. With it's like five hundred because didn't you say it was two fifty just the I, movie? No, I think that the I don't know. They the, did so many reshoots. Let me see. What and the, it's like yeah, so big. That's the, thing. the Flash. I can't movie imagine that budget's under two fifty. Um, two twenty. It's the sixth highest budget movie under DC banner, and that's not including marketing. So let's just say it's. Let's 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 be generous and say that everything they need to make about three hundred and twenty. Is that is that budget including reshoots? That's the question. That's the question. I don't know. If we if let so let's let's just be conservative about it and let's just say that that doesn't. So let's say they maybe pumped another thirty. So you're looking at half a billion dollars. No, well, no, no. So you're saying if you're adding another fifty, you're saying about three fifty. But he's saying two fifty, double it for for marketing. Oh, you're saying because well, no, usually the movies. It's, it's, yeah, you always add about it. I'd say about, about hundred million or so into the marketing. Maybe okay. I mean, right, so like, right. so three fifty to clean. That's still three fifty. Yeah, well, three. Well, let's say again, being conservative, we'll say we'll say three anywhere between three fifty to four hundred million dollars sure. that they have to make with seventy million opening. That's not a now, good start. Word of mouth's going to help, but doesn't mean they won't get. If, if it's as good as everybody is saying, help. legs will be there. It will, it will have the legs and it'll go the distance. That's but the, thankfully because he's flash, it'll have legs. But that's still the distance. Is how long is the distance? Because you also have got you've got a lot of movies coming out, man. You got Indiana June is insane. Jones, you've got um, just on Flash Day. You've got Extraction, uh, Asteroid City, Elemental, and Flash. Just that day, right? That's and crazy. Then, and then you have Mission Impossible, like, you know, coming out in July is w- a couple of weeks later. So they've got to really do some damage in the first two weeks. So here's my question then. Um, I don't think anything's going to come remotely close to what Top Gun did last year, but you having seen it, and I know Top Gun holds you a special money? place in your heart. Does it give the vibes of something that is so uniquely special that it could pull it off? No. Okay. I think it's I think it's a good movie. I think it's really good. I think that it's complete hyperbole that it's the best comic book movie ever made. Okay. I think it's insanity. Like and it where people were and I'm and I and I and I said this to you guys. I saw the trailer again when I went to see Fast X. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see that movie again. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. But it's not the best comic book movie ever, and I think that's a disservice to it when they Because if you go in expecting that. a thirteen yeah. and you get a nine, yeah. you should be it's, happy with a nine. It's really, really good. It's yeah. really, really good. And I would even venture off and say great. But that, like, I mean, that's why he scared me with all his talk about. That's why Spider-verse. I was worried about like, yeah, because for me it felt like a bunch of hyperbole. No, this is a, this is a really good movie. And I, and and after seeing it again, when I see it next week, I very well might come back and say this is my favorite DCEU film. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. Um, right now, it's a, it's a tie, I think, between uh, Man of Steel and uh, and the, the Suicide Squad. Mm. Those are my two, I think, favorite rights mm-hmm. right now. I know I'm in the minority with 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 those two, but the, those are my two favorites. And I think that this very well could be, and, and this one might be tied with it now. Yeah. But I want to see it again and double check, and I want to see it on the finished version. 
Um, and I want to see how it kind of overall kind of plays. Uh, I don't know, though, man. I think that it's – we talked about this on the show yesterday. $70 million, if it opening weekend with Worldwide, let's say it does – say it winds up doing around, I don't know, $200 million. Maybe two, maybe let's let's be let's be a little generous. Let's say, let's say two fifty opening weekend. Then it's got to make another hundred or so the next week. So let's say again, being generous, say three fifty opening week. And then it can start tacking on some money. I think it actually craps out around between four and five hundred, and whether it barely breaks even, whatever the yeah. costs are, I, I think it breaks even, makes a little profit. Makes, makes a little profit. I don't think it's going to be the hit they want it to be. I think there's a lot of things that go into it, and we don't have to go into great depth, whether it's the, the, the examples that were given yesterday was, I do think the bubble that pays attention to it and more than more that it gets, I think the Ezra thing is definitely going to keep people out of the theater for sure. A bubble, uh, not, not enough to really hurt it. But then as press starts to come out, more people will hear about it. Right. Right. But again, I think it's a portion. I don't think sure. it is. I think, it's, I think Marvel fatigue help mm. um chris carr was on yesterday and she said it great i think there's a mediocrity fatigue right now mm. uh-huh. and a lot of these marvel movies have been and shows have been mediocre but that's why guardians did DC well see also though has been mediocre sure but guardians was connected to the old regime but that's what i'm saying i yeah. think that's why guardians did well because yes. it wasn't marvel fatigue because it wasn't a that's right. fatigued movie it was a unique experience and that's why it did well because word of mouth got out like no no it's not the marvel thing that's been happening it's this and it's, and it's, it's also well. they've they've proven us that they can that they've taken care of us in the past right and 115 for an animated film is great yeah. for the first spider-verse well, then, which means like yeah but then look at shazam did crappy black well, adam did crappy well, and that well because yeah. i guess that's the thing there have been moments that have been good but when has dc taken care of us the way the mcu ever did you know what i mean consistently. Consistently. the dceu yeah but I, even yeah. but even but even the suicide squad which i loved sure. that movie ate a big pile of shit now only that's pandemic pandemic, pandemic yeah. absolutely too from when they when they released it too but doesn't change the fact that the movies just haven't done well in the theater and that's why one of this big the, I, what wonder woman is the only one it was the last it hit a billion yeah did that hit a billion mm-hmm. oh, you, yeah and aquaman made a billion also mm-hmm. that's been a while it's yeah like five six years but that's yeah those those are the two that have made a made a lot of made a lot of cash and but, but i but the, what's what's interesting about aquaman in particular i think there was that was special in that jason momoa has a very magnetic energy because mm-hmm. I've gone back and rewatched it. It's a very mid movie. Yeah, it's, I didn't love it when I saw it. You know, the, the, it the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that was a fun romp." But then, yeah, like, it's him. Now, you watch it for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I don't think I've seen it since I saw it the first time. It's not a billion dollar movie, but neither yeah. of the Jurassic Worlds. Like, it's weird what does well. You know right. what I mean? When we look at those things, yeah. when we did our billion dollar journey, I was like, "What is this?" Hold on. Now, now I'm second guessing. The myself. Lion King. I'm sure somebody in the comments has already figured it's not a billion. Well, uh, Aquaman did. Oh, Aquaman, Aquaman definitely did. I, Aquaman I, did. I remember. I didn't think Wonder Woman did, but you very well could be right. I it thought was, it was like nine sixty eight eight twenty two. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. Question for you guys, man. You think we're, and I think the same question that we asked yesterday, but I want to, especially on this show, what, what does the Flash do? Does it do well? Do you guys see it? And if you do want to see it, why? If you don't want to see it, why? Like every reason, every reason, put it out there. We want to see it. Why? I mean, obviously keep it respectful and as, as you can. And, but I want, I want to see why. And if you are going to see it or not going to see it, I'm very curious to hear what you guys say. Um, okay, that's it for us today, man. So we have um, we have our spoiler heavy review of Cross the Spider Verse on Monday. That will serve as our big thing episode. 
Metal, well, I want to thank uh, the crew here today. Start with Winston A. Marshall. Where can the kids find you? Uh, come find me over on uh, here on YouTube at the Swaggy Blur, but also over on TikTok and Instagram. I've been doing something, uh, trying to do in the mornings. I'm very tired. Uh, Breakfast AM News. I give you a quick six stories of the day with some jokes. So come on, say what's up. Uh, and that's pretty much it right now. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and here uh, at Koidrondro. My YouTube's Koidrondro as well, and I'm trying to do more reviews, and there's going to be a spoiler Spider-Man on Vern Mine, as well as uh, doing some stuff with Real Rejects, and we're launching new things soon. So lots of places, lots of stuff. Uh, for me, you can always find me here. So make sure that you continue to do that, and you can find me in New York, baby. That's right. Did you know you were a Ted Lasso guy? Did, oh, no. Is that is that something <laughs> that they do? The beard. Yeah, yeah, oh, the, really? The beard, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. No, I've. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't watch that show. June 23rd, <laughs> um, that is on Friday, and you can go and check that out Friday, June 23rd. Please make sure you come and check us out and get the tickets at thechristianholf.com. You can also stream it. And if you haven't already, show a little. Hit that button. We're almost at 80,000. So let's get to 100 as fast as we can. We hope that you guys will join us. So for myself and Coy and Winston, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace.